I've huh, only got right. two spots here, Tim. Two two you, strong picks here. I honestly I have I have one that I'm real confident in and and one that I'm gonna throw a dart on. Um not a lot of action on this for me. Um I'm not gonna lie. We did pretty well. Uh, we're recording this on Wednesday. We did pretty well on the contender series. Maybe, maybe after this coming uh, this coming week or upcoming week, uh, we can sprinkle a couple of those in for the for the next uh, episode. But we went yeah, off. we did pretty good. Yeah, we did pretty good last night. That nice plus uh, eleven hundred uh, parlay we hit um, with yep. just two picks. Two picks. First fight in the last fight. Yeah. So that's good. Uh, I'm stoked for that. Uh, I am going to go light on this card. Um, not much for me. Maybe I'll snag some some live props. But this one's kind of ho-hum. Um, but, you know, you can't, you can't win them all. These are the ones that... On paper, they seem to be okay, but hopefully we can get some some bangers. Yeah, you just survive in advance through these ones. I mean, we had a parlay last night that was a plus like two eighty underdog, and then a plus two fifteen underdog combined. Uh, yep. And I think I mean made a made a couple hundred bucks on that. I don't think I really need to go too heavy into this. I do. I have two bets. Uh, we'll get to them later, but. Nothing crazy here. I don't really want to be – a lot of these I feel like are, are favorites that, you know, they're the justified favorite, but they're like minus 300 and they should be like minus 150 or something like that. And I'm just not interested in betting that and I'm not interested in betting the dog because I don't like the dog and it's like, man, all right, well, we'll just pass on these. Or they're just complete 50-50 fights that I don't feel like I have an edge on anything. Uh, and in that yeah. case, I don't want to bet that either. Yeah, I think we're going to go through this card pretty quick. So I wanted to get your opinion on something. All right. Um, it, came out, it came out today that um, if Strickland and uh, Izzy weren't going to be able to make the headliner, they were trying to book Yuri and Alex. But Ooh. Alex couldn't turn around that fast. So do you think that's going to be for the title? You think they're going to make that fight for the title maybe, yeah, maybe man. January? I don't think there's another fight to make. I think maybe maybe yeah, January would be good. Also just end of end of 2023 would be good. Make that fight, watch watch Alex get knocked out. That'd be great. Well, we'll see, but <laughs> it definitely has to be it definitely has to be for the title, especially since Johnny Walker is fighting uh, Uncle Iev. Yeah, that'll probably that'll so, be number one contender fight right there. And then, yeah, dude, it'll be Yuri versus Alex, which that's going to be a fucking banger. And then there'll be number one contender, Walker and Goliav, and then we'll have Jamal Hill coming in by the time that works its works its way through. And then it's just, I mean, so it's the, the future of one or 205 is pretty much written right now. I feel like it's going to be Alex versus Yuri, and then winner of that takes winner of... Ankalaev versus Johnny Walker, and then whoever wins that will be champ, and they'll get Jamal Hill when Jamal Hill comes back from his Achilles. So, deep down, I know you're a Yuri guy. 
I'm a Yuri guy but, through and through. But but story wise, for Alex Pereira to be in the same calendar year, middleweight and light heavyweight champ, does that make him fighter of the year? I'd think so. I'd it has think to so. Be. I would think so, man. I mean, oh, that's tough. Yeah, I mean, I would, I would say so. There's not many fighters that I'd say have eclipsed that this year for certain. I think it'd be, it'd be I Alex mean, if he wins that, and then I mean, outside of that, there's not. I mean, there's not a lot of stiff competition though. That's the thing. There's not a ton of fighters. I think he might. I think. I think he might get it. I think he might get it regardless. He could. It could also be Izzy, too, getting his title back. And if he beats up Sean pretty bad, which, honestly, he should. He should beat up Sean. If he beats up Sean pretty bad, then it could be Izzy as well, which I fucking hate Izzy, so I hope he does not. Hope he does not win that. Yeah, well, we'll see. I'm, I'm excited. They got to they gotta make it, and hopefully they do make it. Um, what would that be, November? Would that be the November card? Yeah. They could do that in November. They could do it in November. They could do it December. Or well, January. December's John. When's when's Stepe and John Jones? December. This, yeah. So we're looking. We're gonna be looking at November then. If John beats Stepe convincingly, then that could be. It could be John Jones' fighter of the year for sure as well. Uh, that's true. That's true. That's a big if though. If he, I mean, if he dismantled him in one round, then it would probably be John Jones, just because it's John Jones. He'd go, he'd go up into the mic and go, bah, and he would just lock it in. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, absolutely. All right, All right. first fight. You want to hop in? Want to hop in here? We got Juliana Miller versus Luana Santos. Um, I think. I think personally, I think um, they're going to try and, and push Santos here. Um, Juliana Miller um, came off of the Ultimate Fighter. She had a uh, her debut. Uh, she won, and then um, she just lost her last fight against Veronica Hardy, who is not that not that great. Um, and then we have Santos, who um, is on a two-fight win streak, uh, coming from the LFA, four and one. Um, I think honestly, she's younger. Um, she's got a two-fight win streak. I think the Juliana Miller uh, experience in the UFC um, is going to come to an end if she does not uh, get the win here. Yeah. Uh, Santos is the prospect. Miller fucking sucks. Like, Miller would probably get beat up in a bar on a Friday night by a drunk woman. A bartender could probably beat her up. Uh, I think Miller fucking is awful. So, I think she's going to be 3-3 three and three after this. She's going to get cut. And she's going to go over to one of the, the, you know, I don't know, smaller, smaller places to fight. And she's going to get her ass whooped for three fights. And then she's going to retire. I think she's awful. I don't, I don't know. I don't want to sugarcoat it. I think she fucking sucks. I watched two fights of hers, and I could have taken a nap and probably had the same amount of uh, entertainment. So, terrible. Bad fighter. Might be the worst on the roster. And I see her nickname is Killer. Uh, yeah, no. 
just yeah, no <laughs> on that one. Killer is not is not a good name for, for her. If you're watching this, Juliana, somehow, if you're one of our 18 viewers, uh, I apologize for being a little rough on you there. But I, I did not like watching you fight. I'll just be completely honest. All right. A little better fight here. Uh, Damon Blackshear versus Jose Johnson or Jose Johnson. I don't know. I don't want to I don't want to say his name wrong. Um, I'm going to go with I'm going to go with Jose. I'm going to. I'd probably assume that as well. Who do you who do you got here? Do you have any strong opinions? Um, I think I, I think if I was to lean on one, I would lean on uh, Blackshear. Uh, he's he is coming off a win, but before that, he lost to uh, Farid uh, Basharat, which I think Basharat is is great. Um, I can't really take anything away from uh black Shear on that loss um i would i would definitely lean um towards black Shear. uh jack cartwright or jose johnson is is coming off of the contender series um about a year ago beating jack cartwright um but before that he was in fury and a couple uh a couple other promotions he fought mano um, martinez who's in the ufc now yeah, that was yeah two two years ago. I I don't think he's gonna I don't think he's gonna be able to do it. Um, I think I think Blackshear is gonna be the better fighter here. Yeah, and that's that's it. I mean, this guy's got some. I mean, some good wins. Like you said, maybe the the Mana Martinez. Uh, that was a loss though. The Jack Cartwright, that was probably his his best win, and that was on the contender series, and that was a decision. So, yeah, I would I would lean uh, Blackshear. He's been here before. Um, this will be his, and he he went to uh uh what was it a draw with uh, Yusef Salal. Uh, yeah, so, I was about to say I, that. I, I like that actually. I like. Yusuf Zalal. I think he's a pretty good fighter. So I, I just think it's going to be the experience. And listen, let's not kid ourselves. Jose Johnson's fifteen and seven. Um, this that's not that's not gonna gonna cut it. I'd be very very surprised. First of all, I'm very surprised that he's even getting this opportunity off of that decision with uh, Jack Cartwright. Yeah, same but that's neither neither here nor there. Um, I'll take uh, thirteen and five Blackshear over uh, a fifteen and and seven Jose Johnson. Yeah, I'm watching. Uh, I'm looking at his record right now on the screen, and it seems like every single time that uh, Jose Johnson takes a step up, he loses. He lost to Ronnie Lawrence. I'm gonna go find the exact odds to this. He lost to Ronnie Lawrence, and he lost to Mana Martinez. Uh, those are two UFC caliber guys, but not high caliber UFC guys. They're still kind of down there. They're still they're still not not all the way uh, you know top level sort of UFC caliber guys. So uh, I think Blackshear probably wins this. I think he probably um, takes his head off. To be honest, I like Blackshear. Blackshear's got power. He's got uh, heavy hands, and so I think I think Blackshear probably probably knocks him out here. 
returns to his his uh, knockout ways, which I think he just got. Yeah, he just got a knockout in his last fight. So I think Blackshear gets it done. Yeah. I'm trying it's to find one of those things. Odds. I can't even find them, to be honest. I think. Yeah, and it's going to be one that, that I'm just going to watch. Um, I'm not I'm not going to lay anything down on, on those. Yeah, same here. I'm going to Google it real quick, make sure that fight is even on. Damon Blackshear. Blackshear UFC. Yeah, says he's still on. The odds just are not out. Interesting. Um, all right. We got another fight here. Uh, Montserrat Ruiz coming off of a loss to Amanda Lemos, which, you know, not a bad fucking loss because she's fighting for the title now. Uh, she beat Cheyenne Vlismas. She beat Janasa Moradon in another uh, fighting league. She, her opponent, Jacqueline Amorim. Oh, my God. I just butchered that one. Amorim. Amorim. Uh, lost to Sam Hughes, beat Ashley Nichols, and beat Loveth Young. So, for me here, this is just another very, very hard pass. Uh, I would probably bet the Jacqueline side, but I'm I'm just beyond not interested in betting this. She's from America Top Team. I like that. She's taller. She has a six-inch reach advantage. I like all those things about her. Uh, I just don't like the price tag attached because I'm looking at Jacqueline. She's minus two fifty right now. I I just won't be betting a, a woman's UFC or woman's MMA fighter. Which no disrespect to women's MMA, um, I just don't think that as many big favorites like that come through as in men's MMA. You know, men's MMA sometimes you get those minus two hundreds that you know they look minus a thousand. Women's they're usually a little bit tightly contested. So. I'll just pass. I'll watch. I'll be cheering for Jacqueline, though. I think she's the better prospect here out of the two. Um, this one is interesting for me. And I kind of talk myself into into things sometimes. And it makes me feel a little bit better. I might take a little action on this. Um, Jacqueline just fought Sam Hughes. Um, I don't know if you remember... Uh, but I had, uh, Sam Hughes on that and Sam Hughes just grinded her down. Yeah, she did. Um, what I do like is Montserrat Ruiz two years ago. She's coming off a two year layoff. Um, Amanda Lamos, right? Knocked her out. Whatever. That's fine. Now she, like you said, she's fighting for a title. Um, before that. Cheyenne Vlismas is uh, Cheyenne uh, Bays, JP Bays' ex-wife. So that's why it might it might seem like you never heard of her, um, or other people aren't familiar. That's Cheyenne Bays. Roman Delize um, stole JP Bays' girl. Yeah. So JP is actually on this card. So this is this is his um, ex-wife, and before that. She uh she got that win over uh Janasaya, uh man man manner manner key lock uh, as well that was a key lock win yeah so That's interesting uh 
I think I think this might be a, a, a thing where if she can get her if she can get Jacqueline down, um, I think she can manhandle her. I really, really do. I want to see how they they come in um, at weigh-ins, but if if Montserrat Ruiz looks filled out and looks like she can can handle uh, Jacqueline, I'm gonna sprinkle a little bit on on her. I think she can get it done. This was the same thing. This girl was a huge favorite. Jacqueline uh, was a huge favorite. Maybe I shouldn't say huge, but she was a favorite over Sam Hughes. And I said, no way. Sam Hughes is a dog. And what happened? Sam Hughes grinded her out. So um, I'm going to back the uh, Mexican uh, Montserrat Ruiz. Got that Mexican heart fighting out of El Paso, Texas, baby. I think I think the thing you're gonna run into an issue with here is how small Ruiz is, and when you see her, I think you're gonna remember because when she fought Amanda Lemos, she looked like a fucking dwarf, like straight up Game of Thrones guy dwarf. She's five foot, she weighs in under the the weight limit. So unless she's taken these two years to fill out, I honestly think she she could fight 105 in the other um, MMA promotions. But you know, here she's she's one fifteen is the UFC uh, weight class, and so she's weighing in under one fifteen. She's five foot even, sixty one inch reach. She is very small, but we'll see. That's I mean, why. That's that's why I said I said I want to see weigh-ins and see see if she looks like she can handle herself. That's your thing, weigh-ins, which which I appreciate. I think, you know, you always give me the weigh-ins rundown afterwards because I always bet way before the weigh-ins. I always fuck around and get it like two weeks before. Yeah, I'm also into the finishes, though. I like, I like hitting the finishes, so. Yeah. I know. I'm always into the money line. I don't really care about finishes. I'm always into those dog money lines, which is no. weird because – Last night, I bet finishes in both, and I lost on both of them. And normally, that'd be a Tim um, thing. That'd be a Tim thing, but that was that was a Ted wouldn't. thing. All right. Yeah. Well, the, the, let's put it this way. The first fight, that kid put a beating. That kid put a beating on that guy. I that went back and watched him. it, dude. He was dribbling his head 90, like a basketball. Yeah. 90% of guys would have gone out. But, hey, it is, it is what it is. That was the right bet, I think. Last fight was still pretty good. It wasn't. It wasn't as good as the first one for our guy. Like he won, but it wasn't. It wasn't great. Like he, he just kind of controlled him and picked him apart. Oh yeah. All, All right. right. Let's see. What do we, what do we got here? We have Josh Parisian versus Martin Budai. Did you um, know that? Uh, did you know that Budai used to be like a gamer? Like he like gamed for like. 12 hours a day and got to be like 400 pounds really yeah i learned that from uh daniel cormier said that on a broadcast one time what was he playing i don't fucking know he was he was playing something he was playing something and it wasn't solitaire probably like uh i bet it was like one of those league of legends or like one of those sort of sort of games that they put on twitch but yeah he got to be like 400 pounds and then Took up jujitsu, lost all the weight, and here he is on a five-fight win streak, dude, over Jake Collier, Lucas Brzezinski, Chris Barnett, Lorenzo Hood on the Contender Series, 
And we got Josh Parisian uh, with the the win loss win loss sort of a deal. So he's due for a win yep. here, is what the the algorithm says. But this is a stinker, man. This is a fucking stinker. I'm not excited it, it for this is. one at all. I'm not, I'm not either. And I think this could just be um, a huge uh, disappointment. I mean, when Parisian, he's got one knockout in his last five fights, right? Yep. And he's got he's got finish from a crucifix, and he's got a decision. He's got a KO, right? TKO. Um, another decision, and then you got Budai over here. Decision, split decision, decision, technical decision. <laughs> I mean, and then you go back to to contender series where he's got uh, a KO from a, a knee to the head, and then before that, in in some kind of uh, Slovakian uh, combat uh, league, he's got you know a knockout from two years ago. This is this. You know what I would do? I would take the over two and a half on this if I was to bet it. Um, I think this is going to be just awful to watch. Um, maybe so, it's heavyweight. You know, obviously somebody can get clipped and go down. Um, but I'm not. I got. I want nothing to do with this. To be honest with you, this isn't. This. Normally heavyweights, I'll take the under, but this is one time I would maybe take over two and a half. Uh, it's going to be a, a a turd with a capital T, I think. Yeah, so I'm looking at DraftKings, and it's got Boudet uh, at minus 205 and the over two and a half at minus 130. I kind of like Boudet here uh, because anyone who loses to Dante Mays and Jamal Pogues is dead to me from a betting perspective. Like, if you want me to bet on you and not talk shit about you, you can't lose to Dontale Mays and Jamal Pogues. Wait, did you say the over two and a half for a heavyweight fight? This is a heavyweight fight, right? Yep. Yep. And it's minus? Minus 130? (laughs) They know this is about to be a staring contest, dude. They know that they're about to look at each other in the eyes and just kind of like ping pong each other into into the next the next round and then wait another 3 minutes before throwing anything heavy and then oh the round's over got to go to my corner and then Boudet's going to win a decision and it's going to be the worst fight of the night and they're going to be sweaty and they're going to get on the mic saying they want to fight Derek Lewis next they know it's going to be that sort of a deal where it's where it's just going to be a shit fest for two rounds but I don't know, man. I'll take Boudet here. I think he's just better. Like, I mean, he has three UFC wins and Parisian lost to Dante Mays and Jamal Pogues. And I think Parisian's just going to get outworked here. I think Boudet's just probably going to put on the pace and and push him against the cage and punch him a few times and get a decision. It's going to be fucking awful. And he's going to look maybe two, minus 200, but I think it's going to be like eye bleach to watch. And that's, I mean, yeah. that's saying a lot after the Juliana Miller and Luana Santos fight. I mean, like, this might be the worst fight on the card. I don't know. Those two are, like, neck and neck for, like, the worst fight I've ever seen in my entire life. 
There's, I mean, the rest of this card, though, I will say, after these two fights, now that we're done breaking those two down, the rest of this card has some bangers, has some good fights, has some some fights I'm excited to watch, uh, which I won't be watching. I'll be, I'm going to be out, and then I'll be watching it at, like, 1 a.m. when my wife is asleep. I'll be, I'll be watching That's, it in the bed. Well, you're going to be doing a little streaming because, and not, and listen, the fight after this is your boy. That's why you're going to be in bed screaming because the Midwest Choppa. Dude, he's getting the dub. Tim, I'm telling you. Fire Marshall. Uh, So what do you got? What do you got here for us? All right. (sighs) Setting the drink down. Isaac, the Midwest Choppa Dolgarian, is putting this dude into the canvas if there was a prop for under 20 seconds to get a takedown, I'd have it here. It would be fucking plus 400. I'd have it. Dolgarian is dropping him onto the ground. He's going to take his back. He's going to beat him up a little bit. He's going to sink in a rear naked choke in the first round under a minute. And he's fucking taking him to the shadow realm. Marshall's going to be screaming like Joseph Benavidez. They're going to be like, you're okay, buddy. And he's going to be, ah, as he wakes up from his little fucking nap. He is taking a canvas nap. First round, Isaac Dolgarian, Division II runner-up NCAA wrestler. I watched three of his five fights. Dude has the fast twitch muscles. Uh, I don't even know how to explain it. Fast twitch muscles faster than me when I play pickleball. And that's something that that I think is, is a little underappreciated. The dude, he's getting these first-round finishes, and everyone's like, oh, the dude has no cardio. If you know a wrestler, ask him to go run three miles and see if he can do it when he's 40 years old. He can do it. And this dude's 27. He's like four years removed from his college wrestling career where he was a runner-up in Division II wrestling, and wrestling gets you probably just as tired as MMA every single time. And you wrestle as many matches, you know, three in a day, four in a day, five in a day. He's going to have cardio. He has the wrestling to do it. Uh, I think Isaac Dogarian is the fucking side here. I don't even think it's close. Uh, I have a bet on him already. Let me go check the line. I think I bet him at minus 140 or plus 145. He's plus 140 right now. Lock of the night coming from Factory X. Where the fuck is Francis Marshall coming from? Pellegrino? That's a fucking water. That's a sparkling it's water. It is it's delicious. delicious water. It's delicious. But Dogarian's killing him. End of story. I don't want to hear anything else. It's happening. It's just like Diego Lopez last week. Tim was over there yelling at me that Diego Lopez was going to lose. He said it like 25 times. And <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Tim didn't say that. Tim was actually on the sub. And we got, we got paid on Diego Lopez. But I'm saying it this week. This is my guy this week. Diego Lopez is going to be the champion by 2024. And uh, the only guy who's going to beat him is going to be Isaac Dolgarian in 2025. Don't That's not happening. I completely lied there. But Dolgarian's definitely getting the dub tomorrow. Francis Marshall, okay fighter. Just not good enough. There you go. I'm done. Sorry, Tim. Yeah, um, I think. See, here's here's the thing. I would. I'm gonna take him. Um, up. I just don't know if I want to put it in a parlay for under, um, under a round or under one and a half. With I don't know if he is going to knock him out or submit him. Um, 
that's that's where I'm having a hard time because if you if you look at him, he he's five and zero, right? Factory X, uh, Anthony Smith, Brandon Royval, uh, Dustin Jacoby, who just had a a, a great performance. Um, Alexander last week. Hernandez too. Yeah, so he's, I mean, he's got three KOs, two subs. So I'm not sure what it's going to be. I'm going to take him to finish, um, and then probably under under one and a half. So originally I came in into this thinking I was going to take one, maybe two bets, and I'm already at like three, and we're not even <laughs> to the ones I really wanted to to get in on. You're going to end up but with a full I, slate. DraftKings fully fully spent. I will. I definitely will. But I'm about to blow Isaac, your mind, Tim. I got something for you. The under two and a half for this fight is only minus 160. Really? Isaac Dulgarian has never gone outside of two minutes in a fight. Well, let me let me just check this to make sure. I'm pretty sure it's like two minutes and 30 seconds, something stupid like that. Yeah, so his longest fight is two minutes and 49 seconds. And that's even in his amateur. Well, he had a three minutes. So he's never gone past three minutes in his amateur or pro career who like what are they doing here what is vegas doing minus 160 on the under two and a half dude hasn't gone over three minutes in nine fights so i think that's a great bet too minus 166 yeah. on or minus 160 on that i like that as well yeah and obviously you know me i'll wait and then i'll snag the uh alternate uh minus uh or under under one and a half and i'll probably get plus odds on that for, yeah, for sure you will. You'll probably get like plus 150, I bet. Yeah, I'll get something juicy on it, especially with him by finish. That'll be a nice little uh, payout. Yeah, because here's the thing, man, is if he if he doesn't get the finish, maybe people are right about his cardio. I know I was talking a whole bunch of game about wrestler's cardio, blah, 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 but maybe he doesn't have the cardio, and then he gasses out and gets finished anyway. Who knows? But that under one and a half, under two and a half, I feel like is is a pretty fucking great number. All right. This is your boy. Uh, this is your man right is, here, the future champ. This is this is where I'm gonna uh, sprinkle a little bit on this one. Uh, Terrence McKinney versus Mike Breeden. Um, both guys coming off of two straight losses. Um, both have three out of their last um, five are losses. Um, there's a huge difference though. Um, I think uh, the Terrence McKinney's losses to Bomfim and uh, Sadikov are hold more weight than uh, Levy and Hernandez. Um, granted, Alexander Hernandez, we just spoke about him, uh, Factory X, but I I don't think. I don't think uh, Breeden's going to be able to deal with with McKinney. Um, I think this is going to be a quick one. I think McKinney's going to get back on track. I think he's going to get him out of here. Um, definitely under un, – this might be another under one and a half. I think Terrence McKinney can get it done. Just had a great camp. Um, his, his last loss was a little funky. His arm did get trapped. Um, couple of fence grabs. 
didn't take um, a lot of damage. So I'm going to go with McKinney on this one. Hands down. I think it should be um, an easy fight, and Breeden will be out of the UFC. Yeah, uh, I'm pulling up the odds right now so I can get the um, the under over, blah, blah, blah. You know what I mean? But I pretty much agree with everything you said. I think I think um, Terrence McKinney is going to kill him here. I don't think it's going to be competitive. Honestly, dude, if there was if there was a one round fighting league, McKinney would be champ. Like, dude, in that first round, has some legitimate skills, and he is very scary for every single fighter in that first round. He's lost to yeah. Bomfim, Dog, Sadikov, Dog. Like we love both those fighters. So I think McKinney's a parlay piece this week. Minus yeah. two eighty. I think you could parlay him with. Uh, Someone in the in the rest of the card, which we'll talk about soon. Parlaying with one of those, parlaying with the under two and a half of that last fight. I think he's getting back on track. He's twenty eight. He's got the skills. He doesn't have the cardio right now. He may never develop the cardio, but I don't think Breeden is the guy that's gonna gonna take his UFC tenure from him. I don't think Breeden at thirty four years old is gonna have much of anything for McKinney. I think yeah. McKinney's gonna beat him up. Only thing that concerns me is is he's two weeks. He'll be three weeks removed from from last weigh-in. Yeah, uh, that's the only thing that that's tough. That, but here's the thing: he doesn't have that huge frame. He's not he's not um, a, a big frame. He's kind of he's kind of lanky. So um, I don't think I don't think Terrence McKinney is is cutting um, as much weight, and I don't, and I think he stayed kind of on ice after that last loss, um, just in case something did happen. So I don't think he put a full um, full frame on, if you, you should say. You know what I mean? Yeah, I don't. I I would bet he didn't either. This is. I mean, I'm trying to look at who. Breeden has basically no good wins. Brandon Jenkins, not not a very good win. I was thinking that might be his best win. Um, he has literally no good wins. As soon as he came up to the Contender Series, he lost. And then as soon as he got into the UFC, he lost twice. So uh, Breeden is really, on, like in my opinion, just not UFC caliber. And Terrence McKinney, I think, is. He has... You know, definite some 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 shitty stuff. He doesn't have the full skill set yet, but McKinney, I think he's gonna wash him. I think it's gonna be pretty pretty easy there. All right. Oh, the man we talked about earlier, the man we disrespected, the man that we were talking about, his wife getting borked by another man, JP Bice here, uh, young savage. Coming off of three straight L's, four straight L's if you call Roman Deleeds one. Uh, and then Marcus McGee, three straight wins, beat Journey Newsom, which he was a, a big-time underdog there, which I'm not sure if we bet that or if I just bet that. I can't remember if we were we were UFC friends at that point. Uh, how long ago was that? One month? What the what, fuck? What, what we are were... you talking about? He just fought. What the fuck? That feels like it was like a year ago. Oh my. What? We were definitely both on him then. Oh my goodness. Yeah. 
We it probably was, made a podcast. Yeah. We probably had a podcast for that one or something. Holy fuck. Oh, Man, I need to take some, like, I'm not sure if it's like alpha brain or whatever it is. Make your brain a little sharper. I might need to take some of that. Yeah, but, you, need some, you need some alpha brain. Yeah, I'll keep it quick here. Uh, I think Marcus McGee probably wins, but I would never bet minus 350 on Marcus McGee here. Honestly, the JP Bice side is not bad here at plus, plus 300. Uh, let me check the exact odds. I definitely would not. Oh, he's plus 285 now. Plus 285, you know, I, I could see J.P. Bice doing something sneaky here. He's from Extreme Couture. Marcus McGee's from MMA Lab. Both great gyms. I don't think this is one of those examples I said early in the early in the show. I don't think he should be minus 380 against anyone um, right now, at least right now. So the pick, Marcus McGee, if I had to bet, I'd go J.P. Bice. So kind of like... I got my feet on both sides of the fence. It's a it's a pass for me. I'll watch, and if McGee looks great or if Bice looks great, I'll bet him next time. Or if they look bad, I'll fade him next time. I'm gonna watch it. I'll check it out. Uh, honestly, you know, fuck it. Give me JP Bice here. I don't care. I'm gonna go JP Bice. Uh, McGee. He should not be this big of a favorite. And I'm not here to shell you guys out some minus 380 frauds or whatever they are. McGee's not a fraud, but I'm not going to dish out a minus 400 guy that I think should be minus 150 in this spot. What so, um, Bice is it? What is? Me. Where do you have this? Uh, where do, what weight are they fighting at? Uh, it should be 135, right? Let me make sure this is 135. Yep, this is 135. Yeah. Okay, so that means JP is is Cody Durden. So was his last fight at one twenty five? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm taking JP. I'm taking JP for the simple fact that he's going up. He's going up in weight. Um, Marcus McGee is. He's got one win, Journey Newsom, and before that, LFA, um, and before that, um, he's fighting behind uh, Walmart. Um, yeah. And because he he was fighting in LFA before that and lost, and you know before that he was fighting you know behind uh, Piggly Wiggly. Um, <laughs> Piggly Wiggly. <laughs> yeah, that's like a down south. Um, like supermarket. That's a that's a legit place. Piggly wiggly, man. Yeah. That's some Google crazy that. shit. That sounds like something that'd be in Iowa. Yeah. Well, you probably got one. You probably got one. There's a the little south. Piggly wiggly over here somewhere. Um JP's on a on a huge skit, right? But he lost to Bruno Silva, uh, um Montel Jackson and and Cody Durden. Um, Cody Dern just had another magnificent showing. Um, I think I'm going to go with the experience, and I would honestly, I would like to see um, JP get back on track here. Um, I think I think he's a good fighter. I really, really do. Um, he doesn't have. Uh, I mean, he's got 14 fights compared to this guy's McGee's. Uh, eight. Um, I'd like to see it go to the ground. I think I think he can get it done. I really, I really, really do. Um, 
they got to see something in him. If he's lost three fights in the UFC, straight straight fights, three, done. Hasn't won one since he's been in the UFC. That, that tells me that there is something in this kid that that they see to still have him on the card. So yeah. give me give me JP. It it, it feels it feels it something doesn't sit right with me of why he's still on the card. If he is plus whatever he is, two eighty, I don't know. I don't know. But I think uh McGee might be uh Fugazi. So I'm gonna go with, with JP. Here's the thing, man, is with McGee, we're getting a finished product. This dude is 33 years old. Fighters usually don't add much after 33 years old. So we got a finished product with McGee. His win that everyone is basing this minus 400 price tag on is over Journey Newsome. Journey Newsome is 34. Journey Newsome just lost to Sergey Molrozov. Beat Fernie Garcia, lost to Randy Costa and Ricardo Ramos. Randy Costa lost three straight. Ricardo Ramos not even fought much. Lost to Zybera to to Gulov. Uh, so what are we looking at here? We're looking at a minus four hundred price tag for one win over Journey Newsom who lost to some questionable guys in the UFC. Is Marcus McGee legit? Is he growing as a fighter? You know, who knows? He's a freak athlete. That's the one thing we do know. He's a freak athlete. We saw that in that last fight. Bice, 27, coming off of losses to, to, to decent guys. Cody Durden. Who the fuck has Durden beat? Jake Hadley, Charles Johnson, Carlos Mata. You know, not bad there. Like... He beat fucking yeah. Jake Hadley and Charles Johnson. Like, not bad. Montel Jackson just beat Ronnie Yaya, beat Julio Arce. Like, that's not bad wins there. Bruno Silva just beat Tyson Nam, beat Victor Rodriguez. Like, yeah. these losses, as I mean, you know, a loss is not a quality. You can't call it a quality loss, but I'm going to do it because fuck it. These are quality losses here. These are guys... That if you're going to be losing to somebody, I want you to be losing to the Bruno Silva, the Montel Jacksons, the Cody Durdens in your three UFC fights, uh, rather than basing it all on one win over Journey Newsome. So I think, I mean, the more we've talked about it, Bice is kind of the side here at plus 300. And if you can get Bice, uh, you know, and it looks like over one and a half is, is going to be juiced at minus 175 if you can put those together and get get them at like plus 400 something like that i can't yeah. i can't get mad at you for betting that yeah we'll see we'll see how uh we'll see how they they weigh in they'll see how they look but yeah i'm on jp yeah i like it i'd, I'd probably be on the same side come come fight time i'll look at the way and see see about the size and stuff because i would like to see buddies probably take him down if he's if he's gonna win this is my other big spot right. of the night. This is my other so, big spot. Josh Fremd versus Jamie the Night Wolf Pickett. Um, I know you're gonna 
go in on this, but I'm going to go uh, right out the gate. If I had to pick, I'm going to go Josh Fremd by submission. The only thing that makes me nervous is he's got a loss to Trayshawn Gore. Um, but he does, he is coming off, um, a nice win over, um, Cedricus, uh, Dumas, who, who I like a lot. So I, I'm going to go Josh Fremd, um, by sub. He's got them long arms. Um, and it's probably going to be a, a guillotine or, or rear naked. Um, that's that's my pick, man. That's short, sweet, right to the point. So then you can try and convince me otherwise. All right, man. The Night Wolf. Uh, that's going to be my guy here. I'm not as confident in him as I am Isaac Dolgarian, so I'm not going to go you know, nuts, crazy balls to the wall here. But I took Jamie Pickett. I got him at like plus 285 on the money line. I think he could do some stupid-ass shit here. And basically win over 15 minutes. I think he could he could push him against the cage and win. I don't think Fremd is gonna take him down. That's my biggest that's my biggest hot take of this fight. Is Jamie Pickett, I think, has good takedown defense. We saw him get absolutely, you know, grapple fucked by Bo Nickel once he hit the mat. But let's not forget that Bo Nickel had to kick him right in the fucking nutsack to get him down. Bo Nickel had to, he was sitting there, he was defending, it was like 40 seconds of him just chilling in this, this nice little, he had a, he had a whizzer, and then all of a sudden, doink, right to the, right to the cradle, and Pickett then goes down, and then he just arm triangles him for, for two straight minutes, he just held this arm triangle in full, full mount when he could have just went to the side and finished it, but Bo Nickel tried to, I think he tried to murder him, to be honest, he literally held that arm triangle for a minute and a half too long but uh you know whatever it was it was a bad showing for Pickett he's coming he's coming in here three straight losses Dennis Tolulin you know we don't love that loss Kyle Dawkins you know Kyle Dawkins is, is is not a bad fighter was not uh Joseph Holmes he beat Loriano Stropoli he beat let's go look at some more of his record here uh he lost to Jordan Wright lost to to Tafan and Chokwu so you know, bottom barrel UFC fighter here. If we're being honest, Jamie Pickett, bottom barrel UFC fighter. Let's look at Josh Fremd here. Who's his best win? Cedricus Dumas. Who the fuck is this guy? Uh, this dude is a guy who has a win over Cody Brundage. Cody Brundage fucking sucks. Let's just be real there. Cody Brundage fucking sucks. Uh, and then he lost to Fluffy Hernandez, which, you know, nothing bad losing to Fluffy Hernandez. Lost to Gregory Rodriguez, UFC caliber fighter, uh, Treshawn Gore. Treshawn Gore fucking sucks. Let's just and, be real and there. That's why, and that's why I said that was the only one I was really concerned about. Yeah, so here's my, my, my entire kind of point here lands on that. Do you want to bet a minus 350 fighter who lost to Treshawn Gore? That's my only... That's literally the only reason I have Jamie Pickett here is because I think Jamie Pickett can just be stupid and a plus 280 price tag, you know, sign me up for plus 280 when it's a shit fighter versus a shit fighter. And I think both these guys are shit fighters. 
I'll take the dog. I'll ride with it, and, and I'm not gonna. I don't feel confident. If he loses, I'll be the first one to admit. Stupid bet. It was just a shit fighter versus a shit fighter, and I took the dog. But, uh, you know, I'll take Pickett. I'll I'll ride with Pickett yeah. here. First of all, I'm not paying minus three hundred on anything. I'm gonna take Frem to win by submission, because Pickett likes getting choked out. It's something that he's into. He so does. He if does. He's into it. If he's into it. Listen, uh, I'm gonna try and and make a little bit off of it. Um, and don't give me the the nut shot w- was a huge <laughs> factor in that Bo Nickel fight. Let's be realistic. Bo Nickel I was, was gonna fuck him up anyway. I had, I had under uh, under a half a round, and it took him an extra nine seconds, so I didn't cash that. But that had nothing that wouldn't have changed the, the he could have kicked Bo Nickel in the nuts and it wouldn't have made a difference in that fight. So you wanna go with Pickett? That's fine. I'm gonna take Fremd by submission and Pickett will be fighting Marcus McGee behind uh Walmart uh pretty soon. Behind Piggly Wiggly? Will be Behind the Piggly Wiggly. He'll be hitting up the Piggly Wiggly. No, I mean yeah, I mean, Fremd by sub is probably probably a decent spot here. And also, I think it, it'd be, if you're on the Fremd side, Fremd by sub. And if you're on the Picket side, probably Picket by decision. Those would be the two I'd roll with. Yeah. All right. This could this has the potential to be a banger. Two dudes coming off of losses. It's probably winner go, or loser goes home. Because these two dudes have, yeah. have pretty, you know, not great records. Six and two and six and three. Loser goes home here. So it's going to be at middleweight. So that means Tafan Nchukwi, who has fought, I believe, all of his fights at light heavyweight, uh, is going to be moving down to 185 here. And he's coming off of a loss to Carlos Olberg, decent kickboxer, and then a loss to Azmat Mirzakhanov, you know, not bad. AJ Dobson Mm -hmm. is coming off a loss to Armin Petrosian, not bad fighter. And a loss to Jacob Malkoon, who Jacob Malkoon's got some wrestling chops. That's Robert Whitaker's uh, grappling coach. So this is a close fight. This is a very, very close fight. Uh, The one thing that kind of throws me off here is I don't like Nchukwi coming down a weight class here. I think that's probably going to be my one caveat. I don't even know if that's the right word. I don't fucking know what caveat means. I don't know why I'm saying that. But uh, Nchukwi, I don't think he should be coming down. I think he looked he looked pretty big to me, honestly. He looked, he was filled out. He had abs. He looked strong. I don't know why he's coming down. Uh, I'm going to go A.J. Dobson here. A.J. Dobson's side is still plus 120. I don't know. I just, I just, I just have a feeling that that weight cut's going to go bad. We'll see come weigh-ins how it looks, but I'm picking A.J. Dobson, a dog, I'm not gonna bet AJ Dobson. I think this is gonna be a slugfest. They're gonna they're gonna throw throw some leather and figure out who's got the better chin. And you know, AJ Dobson will be my guy, but no real strong technical opinions. I went back and watched the last two fights of both these guys, because they're both UFC fights for both of them. Went back and watched both of them, and I didn't find anything I really liked. So Dobson, dog, not a tougher weight cut. That's the opinion, and those are the reasons. Um, now let me ask you a question. So, in Chukwe, his last two losses, he's got knocked out. Yeah. And he's been knocked out at light heavyweight. How do you think his chin is going to hold up 
going down another 20 pounds. Terrible. With faster weights. Terrible. And and granted, uh, Dobson, right, he, he dropped his last two, but they were decisions, right? And then before that, he, he's got his, uh, um, a sub on the Contender Series. And then in his, his other other fights, he's got a, a knockout and a sub. I I think I, I really think um, the odds here are, are kind of out of whack. Um, plus money on AJ Dobson seems like uh, somebody made a mistake. Um, I would I'm gonna take Dobson on this. Um, but I, I don't know. And Chukwe could be a weight bully. Um, move down and and smoke Dobson. Um, and just hit him, hit him hard. Um, you know, but he's not. He'd have to have a good weight cut for that. That's he hasn't. He hasn't knocked somebody out in, in. I can't even tell you when. It hasn't been in the last three years. So, oh, man, he's got a win. Oh man, and he's got a win over Jamie Pickett. Oh my God, give me AJ Dobson all day. <laughs> Are you kidding me? <laughs> Jake him all day, and it wouldn't surprise me if he stops him. Look at the—I mean, look at their height and reach here too. Dobson is going to be six one, seventy six inch reach. Inchukwi six foot, seventy seven inch reach. I mean, Inchukwi is probably going to have a thicker—he's going to have the thickness advantage just because he's coming down from two hundred five, and he was pretty thick at two hundred five. But Dobson's going to be there with height and reach. Like he's not. He's not going to be outmatched when it comes to height, reach, ability to ability to catch him with punches on the end. Like he's not going to be at a disadvantage here. Um, let's do a gentleman's bet. I don't think I don't think Enchukwe makes weight. Oh, what is what's the bet going to be? What what are you going to have to do if you lose? Just nothing. A gentleman. That's a gentleman's bet. That's something you young guys don't get. It's yeah, a gentleman's bet. something you boomers do get, huh? Gentleman's yeah. bet. That's like, that's like, uh, good job. That's it. If I win, you say good job. If, if I'll I give you a pat on the back. Yeah, that's all. That's all. all. Right. Sounds good. Gentleman's bet. I'll take the side that he makes weight. I bet he does. Okay. Really, before you said that, I would have said no. He doesn't make weight. But since it's a bet now, I have to. I just. I mean, now he's gonna make weight. He's gonna make yeah. weight. He's gonna look great. And now he's gonna. He's gonna fucking. 185 even. All right. I have a feeling that you have a big spot here. I don't know why. This just seems like a Tim fight. I don't This just seems like a Tim. We haven't even talked about this one before, right? This second. This seems like a Tim fight. So I'm going to just, I'm going to hands off, lead it to you, and then you can um, go off. All right. Uh, this is, this is going to be, this could be interesting. So we got Pollyanna uh, Viana versus uh, what is it? Jasmine? Yasmin? Yasmin? Yasmin. It's Yasmin. Lucindo. Um, don't know much. Um, don't know much about Lucindo. Um, other than she she came in she. Um, Lost her first fight against Yasmin uh, Jurgui um, ten months ago. Decision, but that girl was eight and zero. She did lose to uh, she did beat Brogan Walker, who's seven and three. Um, but and she's the favorite. 
you know, 21 years old, the favorite, but I think Pollyanna Viana just has the experience. Um, 10 years older, um, two inches taller. I think, and she just beat uh, Jin Yu Fry with uh, Knocked Her Out, um, TKO, KO. Uh, lost to Tabitha Ricci, um, has a win over Mallory Martin, and before that, Emily Emily Whitmire, and she dropped one too for like Hardy, which, you know, that was a long time ago. But I'm going to go with Pollyanna Viana. I, I think she's going to get it done. And I would almost take her by submission. I would take her by submission. Um, that's going to be my my pick on this. I don't think uh, Lucinda is, is a, Lucinda is a finisher um, at this level. So that's what I'm going to go. I'm going to wait for the odds to come out, and I will take Viana by sub. What do you think about this one? Two, two Brazilian ladies. Uh, what do you think? A lot of, we're going to get the, the grappling from Lucinda, or or you think it's going to be a boring decision, 125 nah, so fight? I think Lucinda is going to walk forward and try to knock her the fuck out, uh, and I think that might be her downfall here. So – um, I want to go back. I was just I was just looking over it, but Lucindo's loss to was was to Yasmin. I don't know how to say that last name. Yasmin, you're you're a guy. Uh, where both of them what? are young. What? Yasmin, you're a guy. What? It might be, dude. It might be Yasmin. Could you're be. a guy. Um, but yeah, that was her one loss, and after that fight, it was such a good fight that they kind of they kind of juiced both those girls up like yasmin was minus 300 against denise gomez uh and lucindo was a big favorite last fight against brogan walker which brogan walker uh fucking sucks terrible fighter just awful fighter um so for me, it feels like Lucindo and Yasmin got a little overvalued after that fight. We saw Yasmin get fraud checked. She got knocked out in like 20 seconds on a card a few weeks ago or a month ago. Um, yep. And I feel like this is the spot that Lucindo is going to have to take a step back. She's 21 years old. That's younger than me. Uh, and, and Pollyanna Viana is 31 years old. I get she hung out with Colby Covington. Uh, you know, sometimes we make bad decisions. It happens. Uh, I've hung out with people in the past that uh, I would never be be seen with nowadays. Um, it happens, you know. So I get it. Maybe some of the wrestling rubbed off on her though, and I do like her at this dog price. I think Yasmin. Lucindo is good. I think in the future she's going to have a future in the UFC. Like she's going to be around for a little while. I just don't think this is a good fight for her. Uh, we have not seen her ground game tested to a, to a pretty, you know, uh, a degree to make me feel comfortable here. Viana, she's not going to win minutes here. She's going to get her shit rocked on the feet. She'll get pressured. She's going to get, you know, punched in the face. She gets a takedown though. Different world. She lands one of those big punches that she can land. Different world. And so I'm taking Pollyanna Viana. I think this might be one I bet. I might take Pollyanna Viana uh, 
I don't know if I'll do finish. I don't know if I got the balls for that. Tim's got the balls for it. I don't know if I got yeah. the balls for it. But I'm taking Viana. Viana's going to be my pick here. Got a question uh, for you, though, Tim. Yeah, yeah. What do you think Viana – I know you said sub earlier. But what sub do we think she's getting? Because I know a book where you can get individual subs. I was going to say armbar. I was gonna bet arm bar on that. Yeah, that's that's gonna be that's gonna be it. She's gonna she's gonna grab an arm. That's, that's what I thought, man. That's what her last dude. She's got eight. She's got eight subs, five knockouts. Mm-hmm. So, so she's a dude. She's a finisher. But I just think this is this is gonna be where you go to the bread and butter. You you need to to um. To, to get a finish and it's gonna be it's gonna be armbar it's gonna be armbar with, right. without a doubt i'm checking the the under over suit we got going on here oh my god man the under two and a half is plus 140 here that's a good yeah. ass fucking price so so here's here's what i would do Ooh. i would take i would take um I would take. Oh yeah, I would take that. her under, un, her under two and a half, um, by sub. I like that. I'm dude. I'm just betting this under two and a half right now. Like, it's just it's just getting it's just getting hit right this second, right while we're on here. Um, Speaking of under two and a half, this next one. Yeah, I just bet that. Be, I just bet that under two and a half because that's a great fucking price. Woo, yeah, dude, you weren't kidding when you said this next one. I mean, dude, look at these, look at these records. It's inverse. Khalil, three wins in his last three, and then two losses before that. Dawkins, three losses in his last three, two wins before that. This is just the tale of two fighters, man. Khalil Roundtree is coming into his own. Chris Dawkins. Uh, he like forgot how to fight and then just got knocked out like 40 times in like three different fights. I think this is, I think this is like clear as day. Uh, I think Khalil Roundtree probably fucking disposes of the trash. Um, this is going to, first of all, oh, this could be another situation. I don't know how he's making weight. I don't yeah. know if he's going to make weight. Yeah, he's man. a big boy, and he's dropping to two hundred five. The the last thing, in my opinion, um, you want to do if you just been knocked out three times is try and drop at least 40, 50 pounds um, to go fight a guy who who can knock you clean out. Um, <laughs> um, um, definitely on um. On uh, Khalil Roundtree here, Chris Dawkins. I think, I think it, it's a good story. You know, uh, with firefighter out of Philly, um, or police officer out of Philly. You know, his brothers in the UFC. Um, he he made a splash, right? He made a splash when he came. He came in. Um, it's a good story. Uh, beat Alexei Olenek and. And and uh, I just it's it's over. 
it's over, dog. It's it's not happening. Um, Roundtree all day. KO under two and a half. Um, it's not even. It's I, I don't even know why he's he's even fighting. To be honest with you, I, I feel like three knockouts. You know, take some time off. He he's not taking time off. He took uh, a year and seven months ago. He got knocked out by Derek Lewis. A year and three months ago, he got knocked out by Curtis Blades. Seven months ago, he got knocked out by uh, Jardino Rosenstruck. What are we doing? Take a take a solid year off, reassess yourself, cut the weight properly, and then try 205. I don't know how he's doing it. I think he's going to get knocked clean out, and I think it's going to be quick. Yeah, man. I mean, you got knocked out, like you said, by Jardino, Curtis Blades, uh, and Derek Lewis. And then you're going to drop 37 pounds. He weighed in at 242 in that last fight. You're going to drop 37 pounds, and then you're going to take on a guy who, against Carl Roberson, looked like he legitimately might have bodies under his house buried in the backyard. Like, against Carl Roberson, like, I don't know what Carl told him or said to him in a face-off, but Khalil Roundtree tried to actually murder him. If there was not a referee there, he would have fucking killed him. Like, Khalil Roundtree, there was a look in his eyes in that fight that made me legitimately... Like, worried for Khalil Roundtree as a human. Like, I thought he might end up in jail after that. Like, it was some legitimate, like, like dude was fucking on a absolute serial killer mindset going into that. It was something different. The only time I've ever seen that was, like, I don't, I think Crow Cop used to have that, where it was, like, just a serial killer look in his eyes. John Jones sometimes has that serial killer look in his eyes. We've seen it like Wander, a couple. Wanderlei Silva. Wanderlei Silva. Wanderlei Silva, man. Just that that just killer instinct. Um, but we saw it out of Khalil Roundtree. And I don't know why you'd go from getting knocked out three times at heavyweight by by guys with, with heavy hands to fighting Khalil Roundtree, who has heavy hands, heavy kicks. Um, I don't love it. And also, I don't love the My Brother's Keeper tattoo on his chest. I mean, kind of fucking awful. Just a terrible tattoo. Like, I don't know what you're doing there, but the Mai is in a different font than Brother's Keeper. It just it just looks bad. It's a bad look. Khalil's going to knock you out. Um, they're both 33. I'll have Khalil. I think, I think Khalil Roundtree knockout and Terrence McKinney knockout could be a, a banger of a parlay this weekend because I think they're both getting some nasty finishes. I think that could be a solid, solid parlay. Yeah, uh, I'm with you. I'm with you on that. Oh, man, co-main oh, right. time. This doesn't feel like a co-main, though. Uh, no, it, it doesn't. Um, we have Cub Swanson versus Hakeem Dawadu. Um, Cub Swanson, man. Uh He's fighting that he's fighting that featherweight. He's he's moving up. Um, he's the dog here. Uh, coming off a loss to Jonathan uh, Martinez uh, via TKO from leg kicks. I'm not gonna lie, Cub Swanson. He's 39. 
Um, I have a feeling this could be his his last fight, um, win or lose. But I'm going to have to go with this is going to be a loss for him. Um, Sad, but he's true. Got the, he's got the loss to, to Martinez, like I just said. He does have a win, but his last win was uh, almost two years ago against Darren Elkins, who's also – um, tough as nails, but he's he's up there in age. Um, and before that, he lost to uh, uh, Giga. But that's, you know, two years ago. Giga is phenomenal. Nothing wrong with that. But you're looking at his last decent win was almost three years ago against uh, Daniel Pineda. Um, and even still, Daniel Pineda uh, was 27 and 13. So... And before that, you're looking at Cron Gracie almost four years ago. So it is no what striking. it is. Yeah, with with Cub Swanson. Now, on the other hand, uh, Dawadu, right, um, just came off a loss to Julian Arosa. Julian Arosa's record, um, 27-9, not the greatest record, but I think uh, he's a great fighter. I, I really like him. Uh, and before that, he's got a win over Michael Trezano, which is a decent win. And before that, he lost to uh, Mossar Ivalev, which we all know how Ivalev is is progressing. Um, I I really think Dawadu is going to do it. I think he's going to send uh, Cub Swanson on his way. Um, and it wouldn't surprise me if if he shuts the lights off on. On Cub, to be honest with you, yeah, I was I was a Dawadu truther um, before that Julian Arosa fight. I had a bet on Dawadu in that Arosa fight. I mean, I was I was high on the guy. I liked his win over Trezano. I liked his win over to 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 Gulov. Uh, I liked his win over Julio Arce. I thought I thought Dawadu was one of these guys I was gonna ride. You know, a decent a decent distance in the UFC. And then Julian Arosa put a beating on him. It was pretty clean. It was a great fight by uh, Julian Arosa. And that's what has me worried here. Uh, that's the thing that's keeping me from saying Dawadu is the other parlay piece, you know, with, with McKinney, Khalil Roundtree. I would put Dawadu in there. But my issue is, uh, is Arosa put out a blueprint, Arosa's 34. He's not a young guy. He's not on the, the upkick of his career. He's on the downtrend of his career. And Arosa put together a blueprint that beat the shit out of Dawadu. Swanson's 39, almost 40. I don't think he's going to do it, but there's that little seed of doubt. It's still Cub Swanson. He still has good hands. There's like a little yeah. tiny doubt in the back of my head that, well, if Arosa could do it, I mean, Swanson probably is as good as Arosa on the feet nowadays. Um, I don't think he's going to. I don't think Swanson's going to beat him. But I'm just not comfortable betting Dawadu until I see him again after that loss to Arosa. I'm going to pick Dawadu. He's my pick. He's not going to be a parlay piece, though, because I'm just worried after that loss to Arosa. I want to see how he responds because losing to Mazvar Evloev is much different than losing to Julian Arosa. Mazvar Evloev is a future title contender, future top yep. 10 guy, uh, except for when he fights Diego Lopez in a rematch and Diego Lopez squeezes his head off. But 
yeah, it's different than losing to Juliana Rosa. Juliana Rosa is a middling UFC fighter who's had wins, had losses, is 34. Um, so yeah, I want to see how Dawadu responds to this. If he responds well, I might get back on the train of Dawadu. Uh, but I'm a little bit worried, and I think it is Cub Swanson's retirement fight. Usually we want to fade retiring fighters, um, but I'm going to go Dawadu. I'm just a little bit tentative here. It's going to be one of those watch and see how it looks and then make decisions after the fact, I think, for me. Yeah. Main event time. This is a banger, dude. This is going to be This is going to be a fun fucking fight. And I don't have a clue who's going to win. Going into this, you're going to have to talk first because I I honestly have no idea. I genuinely have zero clue who I think is going to win this. It's crazy. This um, is a good fight, though. It, it is a good fight, and, and I'm with you. Um, I have no idea who I think is going to win. Um, if we do MMA math. Uh, it should be Vincente Luque because Chiesa has a win over RDA and Luque has a win over Chiesa. Yep. Um, that's that's most recently. Um, I don't... I don't know. RDA's last uh, was to Fazeev, who, who is a monster. We saw him fight Gaethje. Now, Luke A lost to Bilal Muhammad. You know, whatever. That was whatever fight. We all saw that fight. But he also got stopped by Jeff Neal. And and the whole thing was he had a brain bleed and he just got cleared. Yep. Um I don't I don't know. Honestly, I, I have no idea on this one. I think this is gonna be one of the times where we could just um, and enjoy the fight and not have uh, any any you know sweat it out on, on a decision here. Um, my main my main thing for this one is that Luke finishes uh, the fight and and he's okay and he can can fight again. I, I feel like this is coming back too soon for him to be honest with you. Yeah, I think I mean I think Luke would be the side uh if it wasn't for that brain bleed man like he's he's 511 he's he has a reach advantage of 6 inches here um yep. and i also think his losses so Bilal Muhammad i think uh i know this is this is a hot take but i think Bilal Muhammad is championship material um and then jo- Jeff Neal I think that's I don't know how he pronounces it, but Jeff Neal, uh, you know, just about. I mean, he had Shavkat uh, Rachmanov in some bad spots over that fight, and Jeff Neal is yeah. going to be fighting Ian Gary next, and he had Rachmanov. No, that, that, that's off. That fight is off. What? Yeah. Who? Neal pulled out. No. Does that yeah. just today? Was that today? No. That was today. Fuck, man. I was looking forward to that. God, that was honestly the fight that I was looking forward to most next week's card. Like, I'm not, like, over O'Malley versus Aljamain, which I'll just preface it. We're a week out, but I have a fucking bag on Sean O'Malley. I think he's knocking Aljamain out, and I think you guys are going to be surprised with his grappling. But uh, we're talking about Vicente Luque here. I think Vicente would be the absolute like side here at underdog money, which I think he's I think he might even be plus one twenty right now. 
Let me go look. Uh, no, actually, he's minus 105. So I was, I was completely wrong on that. But I saw a plus 120 last night. So, and, you know, people people were buying in on Vicente Luque. But, you know, 31 years old, 5'11", compared to 5'8", 76-inch reach compared to 70-inch reach. Uh, he has wins over good fighters. He beat Michael Chiesa. He beat Tyrone Woodley. He beat Randy Brown, which Randy Brown is not, not very good. But uh, he's got these wins. He started to come up, and then he fell into some, some decent contenders here below Muhammad, Jeff Neal. I would say Vicente Luque is the side. But when your brain is bleeding less than a year ago, like there's blood inside of your skull from getting yeah. punched in the face less than a year ago, and you're fighting a man named Rafael Dos Anjos. Here's here's gonna be the kicker. If Rafael Dos Anjos comes out with a mustache, we've seen mustache Dos Anjos before. Dude is a fucking killer. Um, you know, I don't want to I don't want to bet against Dos Anjos, and I don't want to bet against Dos Anjos with a fighter whose brain was bleeding a year ago. Less than a year ago. How long ago was that? 11 months. I don't want to bet against a fighter uh, using a a fighter with a brain bleed. I won't do that. I don't want to do that. So I'm going to enjoy this as long as it lasts. I I could see either one of these guys getting a submission, honestly. Fight ends by submission would be a decent place to look. You know, knockout is a little less likely in my opinion. I think there's probably going to be more grappling exchanges. But Dos Anjos, you know... Great fighter. He's one of my favorites to watch. I bet on him a lot. I bet on him against Barbarena. I bet on him against Moicano. I bet on him against Paul Felder. Uh, I bet on him. I even had money on him 4-5 or five against Rafael Fiziev, but Fiziev put him away there. So, you know, Dos Anjos, love him. I'm just going to enjoy this. I'll probably be cheering for Dos Anjos as well. I'm a big Dos Anjos fan when it comes to not betting. Yeah. I think I think I might sprinkle a little RDA by sub. Dude, I, I like that. I might see what fight ends by sub is. And if it's if it's plus money, then I'll probably snag a little bit of that. Yeah. Interesting card though, man. Like like not a lot. Interesting here. interesting card. Um I, I think it's it should be decent. it should be decent. As much as, you know, some of these, when you go into it and you look at it, it's kind of like, uh, you know, I don't know how good it's going to be. Usually those ones that you have low expectations for um, really, really come through. So as long as it's better than the uh, main event of last week's card, um, <laughs> I'll be I'll be happy. Yeah, that I mean, Corey Sanhagen, I, I don't know what he thought he was going to get out of that. I can see, though, like a bad win is better than – uh, a good loss, which I can see, you know, he just needed to get the dub, and he did, but that was, my goodness. Yeah. Terrible. Do you have any, do you have any hot takes for, uh, for fights down the road, like long ways in the distance? I'm talking Covington, Edwards, you know, Strickland, Adesanya, Jones versus Stipe. Do you have any, like, blazing hot takes for any of those before we hop out here? Not yet. Not yet. I like to take it one step at a time. One step at a time. Because I don't want to get too far ahead. You know what I mean? We look too far ahead. We don't we don't appreciate the, the stuff that we got right now. Yeah, fair enough. Besides Alex Per dog walking Yuri Prohaska. 
Other oh, than that, bro. You mean you mean him dog walking him for four and a half rounds and then getting choked out in the last thirty seconds? Oh, that one fucking hurts still, doesn't it, Tim? If he's he's throwing wild shit like that, he's going to get his clock clean. Yeah, he will. I mean, here's the thing, though, is both of them have awful striking defense. Whatever the minus, like, the under one and a half is in that, I mean, it should be minus money because Yuri does not care about his chin, and Alex does not even try to, like, block his head. He just moves. He just tries to move. Like, Jan in that third round was landing, like, decent combos just straight to his face because Alex was just doing this. He was just he was yeah. just reaching. And he's got to – I mean, one of them is just getting killed. Like, it's just going to be – it's going to be an absolute bloodbath. One of them is getting put away early. And I hope it's not my boy Yuri. But honestly, man, like, if I'm being real, if it's Alex – I would rather it be Alex than anyone else because I do like Alex. You've you've kind of pushed me to like Alex. I, I really do enjoy watching him fight and I cheer for him now. He's probably one of my like top five favorite fighters now. How can how can you not like him? He's always smiling. He's always having a good time. Yeah, laughing and just, you know, running laughing around, giddy, you know. He's he always talking posted, a lot. Always yeah, real talkative he posted, guy. He just posted on uh on Twitter, he's in in Germany at Walt Disney World or whatever it is, and smiling on the roller coaster, putting his hands in the air. Can't hate the guy, man. So, but yeah, that's that's it, man. We'll see we'll see how we do this card, and then uh, I want to start looking into um, not this weekend, um, uh, or I'm sorry, not this Tuesday coming up. But the following Tuesday, week three of Contender Series, maybe we hit some of those as well. We pick a couple out and talk about them. Yeah, we had. I mean, our luck is is we'll we'll only have our two dis- Dana White's Contender Series wins were these first two, but we'll see, man. We've been on a roll too. I don't think I don't think anyone's really uh, you know seeing a lot of these bets, but we're on a fucking roll. It's pretty cool. Yeah. It, it, it is good because, you know, it's just something, too, where um, you get to break down the fighters a little bit. So, you know, yeah. not a lot of people uh, know who some of these fighters are, so it's good to talk about them. Exactly. They deserve it. They deserve, uh, you know, to get, get some recognition because they're going out there and putting their chins on the line, putting putting their, their livelihood, their health on the line here. Even these guys at the bottom of the bottom of the card. Yeah, even Juliana uh, Miller. Yeah, dude, she's Juliana Killer Miller. She's putting her putting her livelihood on the line here. And even Jose Johnson, who I think is fucking awful. Um, you know, they're putting their health on the line, so respect to them. That's more than I do. I sit behind a screen and I talk. That's true. That's true. That's true. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you uh, for anyone who's listening to this or watching this. And remember to follow us on Twitter, Fight Chronicles. We're on YouTube. We're on Spotify. We're on Apple. We're on everything you can imagine. So follow us and give us a shout, and we'll we'll talk. Sounds good. Thanks, Thanks Tim. Thank you, Ted.